Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Hello, and a happy Sunday. A very fallish Sunday here on Music to My Beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear, and... Well, it's the it's one of these shows that we have to do, unfortunately, every year. It's the first show of October. Yeah, ah, which normally okay. makes you upset because you're thinking summer's over, and it just it, we barely even got a summer this year. But it's also fall, which means we're starting to slide into uh, some fun beer drinking weather, some fun beer drinking seasons. We've got Oktoberfest. We have some of the uh, pumpkin beers to look forward to. It's, we're getting into some stout. of the best browns yeah. that are out there. We're getting yeah. into stout season, and uh, it's going to be a lot of. A lot of clearing out the cellar for me, man. I was telling a buddy of mine earlier, I was looking through my beer cellar and thinking, I've got way, way too much, like, just, like, founder stuff I shouldn't be holding on to this long. It's it's time. We'll have to talk about a running theme. Yeah. Zach, I'm going to have to roll up my sleeves and have to drink all this beer. <sighs> Such a chore. Yeah, but we've done this the fall y'all edition of Music to My Beers, and, uh... Well, we're going to talk about just the things we just mentioned, man. Some of the things we're looking forward to drinking, and you and I have got to sit down for the show today and maybe pencil out when this pumpkin beer thing is going to happen. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to try some pumpkin beers. Yeah, I've already had a couple. Really? To be honest, yeah. Uh, no, I've seen your untapped <laughs> check-ins. A buddy of mine sent me a picture earlier this week of his Taver order. Oh. And it was all the, whatever the pumpkin, they have like a pumpkin pack you can get, and I just thought, wow, that looks terrible. Um, oh. All these different beers that I know I'm going to hate. But we'll talk more about that. It is the Fall Y'all Edition. Of Music to My Beers, we'll start out with some Velvet Revolver. It's Music to My Beers, 103.9 The Bear. Music to My Beers, Real Rock, 103.9 The Bear, with you Sunday mornings from 10 until 2. I am uh, co-host Zach, along with uh, Warren, and we bring you music paired with a theme, paired with some beers. In uh, in our show, we like to call Music to My Beers. It's a good time. Thanks for ha- hanging out with us for this Fall Y'all show. Yeah, every week we like to pick a theme, and because it's the first uh, official show of fall now... Yeah, and it's the fall y'all edition, and uh, you might not get excited because we all know what's coming here in Michiana in the next couple of months. But the beer drinking is about to be spectacular, and we have had a rash. Obviously, this is the season, the time of year for the Oktoberfests, the Mertzens, yeah, some of the uh, the thicker, the thicker, headier beers that I know Zach is a big fan of. Had anything you like recently that that really tripped your trigger? Um, when I was out of, out of town earlier this week, I had uh, Oktoberfest from Sam Adams. I always I always get an Oktoberfest like on the first day of fall because I feel like it's just a a, a fall beer that it's when it falls in the Merson category. They even have on their label it's like their own special malt that they use. Oh, fancy! But one thing that struck me as interesting, and I don't know if this is true or not, but. Uh, after about 15 of them, you get a little bit loose? Yeah. No, they have the independent label on there. Like oh, they, yeah. They can classify themselves as independent. So that was kind of cool. I was like, I'm drinking craft beer, even though it's Sam Adams. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed stuff like that. I enjoy some browns. I finally had Founders uh, Underground Mountain Brown, that Imperial Brown. Oh, yeah. That one. You liked it? It uh, it'll give KBS a run for its money. It's more choc. It has a lot more chocolate, uh, coffee, um, a little bit lighter, uh, not as not as uh, thick, I guess. So it leads obviously heavy heavily more toward the brown style than the totally. the stout style. So if you find the KBS a little bit too thick and heavy or CBS uh, for you, this would probably be. I haven't tried it yet because I've, it's boozy. I've, I have a little bit of an aversion to uh, to some of the browns. Some of the some of the nuttier flavor profiles I'm not a huge fan of, but mm. I am I am a little bit starting to ease into the Oktoberfest, the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Oh yeah, all of those Oktoberfest beers, 
there's it's starting to make more sense to my palate. I don't know whether it's because I'm drinking an increased number of styles, but <laughs> having that because I'm very much a seasonal drinker. I like my IPAs and the sours and the fruited beers and the spring and the summer, and then you get into the darker, more robust stuff in the fall and winter. Just because. I, I don't know. That's when my taste buds come alive. Yeah. Well, you want something that I think you know, for the same reason you don't want to keep you warm. Well, yeah. You don't want a big pot of you know piping hot chili on August third. <laughs> no. It's, it's the same reason yeah. you wouldn't want a room temperature stout out by the pool. So uh, the the more I just give give over to the idea that this is how I'm going to consume my craft beer, the more that uh, you're like I'll I'll explore a little. And the flavors you get, man. Some of the spice, some of the uh, the malts are are really fantastic around this time of year. But it also makes a nice slow walk down to those thicker barrel-aged pastry stouts that we all spend the entire winter packing on weight with. Oh, yeah. And I, I would say as far as uh, quantity goes, I would drink just as many as I would during the summertime, but I think that it's a slower drinking process. Like, I go longer. I, I uh, you know, being out of town and on vacation kind of, I, I started earlier in the day so that I could enjoy um, beers over the course of the afternoon as it was cool outside, Yeah, um, maybe around a fire, too, and... Um, that's that's really where I'm at right now. Am I drinking some browns, how's some Oktoberfest? How's your cellar looking? Were you, were you a good squirrel all summer and spring and uh, hiding away some nuts for the winter? I have been terrible, and I feel like my cellar, and we can talk about this too coming up, but I feel like there's a trend in cellaring, and I think that there for a while we were all about the accumulation and the new stuff and the big stuff and yeah. whatever we could accumulate, and now it's like well, some of that stuff is five years old. And I'm like, I got to get rid of this or find somebody to share it or find a special occasion. And I found that sometimes special occasions don't come, but you still have to drink it. (laughs) Dude, that's the exact reason I've been saving all my Dark Lord variants over the years. And I think I've got like going back four or five years now. Oh, yeah. Because I always wait. Same reason you don't break out a brand new pair of Jordans. You're like, I'm going to buy these and the special occasion is going to come. And then sometimes it doesn't. And then you you just break down and you think, why am I saving this? But it's a lesson that uh, that you and I and Ron learned uh, a couple of years ago with KBS is that we put so much time and effort back when it was a little mm-hmm. harder to come by into acquiring it that you'd cellar it because you know that's what you were used to doing with some of the heavier stouts and then we found out that it actually hurt, hurts the beer yeah and that stuff is brewed and bottled with the idea that you're supposed to drink it uh, when when you acquire it and I would say maybe now the rule my rule of thumb was always drink one then and cellar the rest yeah but now I think my rule of thumb is drink three now and cellar one and just see how it kind of has changed over the course of a year or save two you know in a four pack and just yeah. maybe you're you're looking at a couple of years down the road and you're like how does this compare to what it was or something new that they released like I would love to enjoy a KBS right up against that Imperial Brown but I didn't bring that up on my vacation with me. And I'm sure we'll talk at some point, too. We got the news a couple of weeks ago that CBS is going to be available in uh, personal enjoyment sizes. Oh, yeah. But I look at my beer cellar now, and I think the same thing that uh, I was, we were talking about this in the spring is that I've I've done a really good job because we got so obsessed with cellaring everything and save and save and mm-hmm. save that I went out. I've, I probably have the last year and a half of the Founders Barrel Age series sitting in my cellar in four packs and bombers. And that's completely unnecessary. But impressive. It, is it? <laughs> My wife doesn't think it's very impressive. But uh, I'm like, oh, i got the whole series now. But that's that's seller space I can have for other more unique one-off things. And I, I need to get to the bottom and just, just drink that, get done with it, and uh, maybe be a little more particular about the beers that I take downstairs to keep. Yeah. I mean, I've got a pretty good stash of Goose Island, some Surly, some other, uh, some, a couple of other things, but... You know, if one of my out-of-town beer nerd friends came in and went downstairs, they'd be like, why are you saving all this stuff? (laughs) 
I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. A special occasion, but our, you know, the the Lions, the Falcons, the the Tigers, and the Cubbies, they're they're not doing anything this year, so there's no No. reason to drink any of those. (laughs) Yeah, just, you will not have any sporting celebrations. (laughs) No. This is Music to My Beers. We have a load of show to get to. Uh, We're going to get to news and notes a little bit later on, find out what's coming up in the drinking weeks and months ahead. We have to get to our pick six, our B-movie. Oh, so much more. This is Led Zeppelin. Real Rock 1039 The Bears. Music to my beers. Music to my beers. Real Rock 1039 The Bear. Uh, your weekly dose of craft beer chit-chat and uh, tunes to pull up uh, by the fire and enjoy, the, enjoy too. Yeah, before football, you right, know. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. It's your pregame before kickoff. Uh, I am Warren Cluck, joined by Zach Miller. This is Music to My Beers. Uh, white Stripes, Dead Leaves, and Dirty Ground fits with today's theme of fall, y'all. Yeah, just feels like fall, you know, finally. Or no? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be one of those people that's going to be eternally bitter about the summer we got ripped off on, so I'm not going to be like, full oh, hooray! Yeah. It uh, really was a short one. It was short. It was garbagey. But uh, nonetheless, it's another it's another section, another quarter of the calendar, so it's time to look forward to all the fall drinking. And uh, do you have any particular beers you enjoy the most during the fall? During fall months, um, I would say... I would say just a good brown, like best brown comes to mind from Bell's. And I think that they've started putting that one in mini kegs, right? I could be wrong. They put Oberon in mini kegs. They put Two Hearted in mini kegs. They've got us all excited for the uh, the lighter Two Hearted, um, which will, is coming out next year. I will say this. If they pull off uh, Light Hearted as well as they did with the Double Two Hearted from earlier in the summer, then mm-hmm. it, it should be pretty great. I mean, Two Hearted, it's a fantastic beer. It's one of our favorites, but it is, it's too strong to session. Yeah. No matter oh. how many times we try. <laughs> it really is. I uh, I would say any type of Meritzen, that's always my goal, much like the pumpkin beers during like that one week that I drink pumpkin beers. I try to see how many I can actually have of the, the Meritzens and how many different ones I could have. Like Sierra Nevada, every year they team up with a brewery over in Belgium and they create um, a brand new Oktoberfest. And this year I'm not even sure what brewery they're, they've teamed up with. But you can see it in the it has the blue and the white. Um, I mean, it looks very festive. Festive yeah, for yeah. Oktoberfest, um, but it's a, it's a pretty solid one. I know that Revolution has a uh, an Oktoberfest out or on its way out, and uh, the, if you go to uprocks.com, we talk about this uh, website quite a bit because they do a really good job in their in their culture and life and style section of talking to people who are in the craft beer community about what their favorites are, what you should keep a heads up. Usually, every few weeks, there's a new article about what to look for this month or what people are drinking on, and this month it was. Uh, Pretty decent. They asked some brewers to name the one perfect beer they consider for fall. Some of them really hard to get to. Some of them will never, ever be able to get our hands on. Other ones, though, uh, the senior director of brewery operations at St. Archer Brewing Company. The man's name is Yiga Miyarashiro. Oh. He says that his perfect fall beer uh, has been brewed every year since 1981 from Sierra Nevada. It's their celebration ale. Oh, you know what? That's my favorite beer to drink around Christmas because it's like an IPA. And you drink it as as soon as like snow starts to fall. Yeah, I love it though. I could drink that one in the fall. Yeah, that, and and it's it's when it's out, it's pretty widely available. It's not mm-hmm. something you have to uh, to trip over and uh, and hunt down. Uh, another one, and I've I've never heard of this brewery, but I, th- that's one of why these articles are so fun because they give you the artwork, they give you the beer, and links to the, where you can find these beers is the Cambridge Heather Ale. Oh. Uh, and this comes from Kelly McKnight, the pilot brewer at New Belgium, says that this is the uh, their favorite beer for fall. It's fresh-picked heather, low bitterness. It's a mellow transition that uh, can let us all enjoy a crisp day. Ooh, yum. 
Uh, Sounds kind of delicious. Another one, and this is where we're getting into the more German things. And there's another article on there that I've kind of shied away from. It was the perfect beers to do Oktoberfest. And maybe we'll get to an Oktoberfest show here before the month is out. Yeah. I do not want to pronounce any of these. I mean, it is all German hard. I mean, umlauts, the whole nine. I'm going to have to sit down and figure it out. (laughs) This one is from Zeugelhaus. It's their October Fresh, (laughs) their German-style lager. And uh, one of the guys at Cascade Brewing says this is his absolute favorite fall beer. It's got a coppery hue to it. It's a Märzen, uh, which makes it rich. It's malt forward, and it just has that color that screams autumn. You know that brownish oh, sort of, yeah. sort of real dark. Another one is Bar Harbor's Cadillac Mountain Stout. Oh, uh, never. I've never heard of them, but no. it, it looks pretty enticing. The Hellbender Dunkelweiss. Yum. Yeah, it's available. You have to go to the uh, to the brewery to go get it to go to Hellbender. You can follow them at Hellbender Beer on uh, on Instagram. I was big into Franz's Conner back in the day. That's a Dunkel Vice. Yeah. Yeah. That drink pretty good during the fall. We used to spend, uh, for the longest time, every Christmas we go to Frankenmuth, and in that entire yeah. town, there's like the Dunkels, what you can get on tap everywhere. There are only like three different beers available. One of them's the Dunkel, there's a, there's a Hefeweizen, and it's by the time you're done with that weekend, you're like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> another, revert back to IPAs. Another one, and we are, uh, we're running down some uh, some beers, the perfect beer for fall, according to some uh, some brew guys themselves, the uh, Späten Oktoberfest. Ah. And a lot of these beers, too, if you're unfamiliar with or you want to take a minute at your local bottle shop for the, uh, for the uninitiated, if you... If you roll in, there's a, they all have sections of uh, of import beers, and this mm-hmm. is where you're going to find some of these weirder and and one of the reasons I overlook this section a lot, and this is me being just Joe six pack consumer, is that the artwork isn't very flashy. The beers look very old, like you know their yeah. artwork is from the 70s and 80s, so it doesn't catch my eye. Something like a zombie dust with its you know bright shiny label, or something from bare hands where the can is just <laughs> grabs your eye. Yeah, you know you'll pass a lot of these great. There are a lot of lambics too that have the the old artwork that just because I'm a, I'm a bonehead I don't see it and there's some of the oldest breweries in the world too some of these imports that you get from either Belgium or Germany and um, you know England there's there's just so many different ones that yeah it's it's uh, it, it is hard to to go back it's we're all about moving forward and trying the newest of new so it's hard to go back and try some the uh, the beer you mentioned to start the segment. Okay. Uh, this is the last one on the list. Paul Friedhelm, he's the lead brewer at Thirsty Monk Brewing. Oh. Says that Sierra Nevada's Oktoberfest is the perfect beer that screams fall to him. And you know, I actually was wrong. It's not a Belgian brewery. It's a Germany, German brewery. Bitburger is who they're doing it with this year. Or is it Bitburger? Probably the latter. <laughs> but uh, they have a secret hop blend called Spiegel Hopfen which means sealed hops, two house ingredients that are never shared outside their walls until now. Until now. And Men's de- Journal calls it the world's best Oktoberfest. Oh! Oh, yeah. So definitely Sorry. seek that one out. And you're right, the artwork is, the, the label is funny. It's like something you expect to see on a beer hall in Milwaukee. Exactly. <laughs> so if you'd like to find out more, we'll throw a link up on the Facebook page a little bit later. But uh, always check out uprocks.com. They have great beer articles, and uh, they've gotten beer nerdier over the years. They didn't always do these, so this has been kind of fun. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I guess we're just going to have to free fall into all these beers mm, like scrooge mcduck jumping into his big pile of money yeah. here i am jumping into my big pile of stouts big pool <sighs> of beer yeah this is music to my beers a real rock 1039 the bear it's tom petty and now a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers b movie and it's the point in the program where we like to pair movies 
to beer in a rating system that we like to call the B movie. And uh, you've picked out a fantastic one. This one takes place in fall. I actually have never seen this movie. I'm a big Wes Anderson fan, but I I think you that know, it's one that I'll. I'm gonna consider. I'm gonna ask you if you are a big Wes Anderson fan because yeah. if you were, you would have seen this. I know. I love all of his later stuff. I guess you know, um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, Isle of Dogs, <laughs> no, Moonrise Kingdom. What was the one where the uh, that he did it with the hotel with the lobby boy? Oh man. I love that one too. Yeah, I can watch that one anytime. Yeah, his movies also are are great because of his his style is such a look to it. Yeah, but this one stars a couple of our favorites from 1998. Jason Schwartzman's in it, and we also have uh, the one and only Mr. Bill Murray. I feel like uh, Jason Schwartzman and Bill Murray are in like all of his films, whether it's them lending their voice or yeah. being a character. He definitely has his group of actors that he favors, which uh, I always think yeah. is fun. When uh, it was like uh, with Judd Apatow. When he yeah. did Freaks and Geeks, he kept those guys in all of his films and had them uh, throughout his career. Oh, yeah. Um, so, as far as this goes, one being the best or 12 being a movie drain pour, uh, not having seen it but loving the director, I'd probably go with one. And I'm going to go with one of, I mentioned it earlier in the show, but the new founders, Underground Imperial Brown, just because I feel like I'm probably going to watch this movie sometime this fall. While we're in season now, and uh, I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to take the beer slow and uh, let it come up to temperature because I don't want to. I mean, it's 11.9 percent beer, yeah. and it's got a really good chocolatey, um, boozy uh, coffee flavor to it that just sits well right in the middle of like a, a Saturday afternoon when there's no football on that I can just enjoy this movie. Uh, this was a great, you should, uh, this is definitely, you know what this is? This is not a sit down and watch with a group of friends movie. This is a sit down by yourself. Okay. Yeah. Kind of take your time with it. Uh, (laughs) I remember it came out in 1998. I was, I just graduated high school like that year and I wasn't, um, I'm not going to use the word mature, but I didn't appreciate enough about movies to understand why I was, why the movie I was watching was so weird and quirky. (laughs) But now you grow up and you learn more about Wes Anderson's style. You see more of his movies, and, and now uh, all of that makes a lot more sense. This was the first movie role for Jason Schwartzman, too. Oh. And then you find out he was in Phantom Planet, and he had the theme song for the OC. And I'm like, wow, this guy can do everything. Wow, I had no idea. Some people are blessed with so much. Uh, and this is kind of the movie that put Wes Anderson uh, on the map and uh, also put Bill Murray on the map as a, a second phase of his career. Obviously, he was a famous comedic actor, but this is when he started doing smaller independent uh, stuff and really flexing his chops a little bit. But if I were to sit down and watch this now, I'm going to throw back. Um, I'm going to say I want something a little bit heavier. And I hadn't had one of these beers in a long, long time. And we've talked about it on the show before that it is weird that my mom has become like this really weird late in life Sierra Nevada diehard. I didn't turn her on to it. She stumbled across it herself. And she likes the pale ale, right? It, only or- Sierra Nevada pale ale. I can give her a couple of hobby things every once in a while, and then uh, she. But even when she branches out, she keeps it in the family. I was over there a, a week and a half ago, and she had the torpedo. Oh, yeah, the extra IPA from Sierra Nevada. And I just looked at her and I thought, this is so weird. My sixty-two-year-old mom is like this. Out of the blue, I've never known her to drink craft beer, Sierra Nevada diehard. So I'm going to go, That's I'm cool. going to need a six-pack of that because it's a little bit heavier, and uh, and I'm going to want to enjoy myself a little bit during the movie. You and I were looking at the soundtrack, and there ain't nothing. Nada. Uh, Mark Mothersbaugh, who's had an intense career uh, doing film and, and, uh, and TV scores, formerly, of, well, currently of Devo, 
Oh, really? Hey, he's made a lot more money doing movie and TV shows than he ever made with Devo. That's like Danny Elfman and uh Yeah, he does. <laughs> he he works about as frequently. Wow. Uh but there's there's really nothing. This was all 1960s kind of stuff. So we're going to uh fast forward and follow my logic on this. The movie is Rushmore. Ah. Instead of playing Rush, we'll do a fantastic cover of some Rush. It is Deadsy here on Real Rock 1039 The Bears music to my beers. <coughs> you done? Yes. All right. All right. Welcome back. <laughs> Are we on? We're on. We're uh, on. This okay. is a, uh, we have a lot of music to my beers to get to, but we do like to take a time out every week and invite you to be our buddy, our friend on the internet, and you can find us everywhere. A number of ways. Really, you're uh, you're at man bear cluck on untapped. I am. I'm at dad beers still. Probably not going to change that anytime. No, Ever. and uh, and you know what? No matter where you are or what you're drinking, just know that somewhere out underneath that same moon, Zach and I are feverishly wearing down our phone batteries trying to maintain a social media empire. <laughs> I love checking into places like when you go to the actual brewery and you can say, oh, I'm checking into it while I'm here. Or any place that's like untapped official, like when we were at uh, LKT this past Wednesday and you could actually check into the beer yeah. as you're there and then you see the, the rating system pop up on the TV. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Jason makes fun of, of me for it all the time. Dude, I like social media to me, like you could dog on it all you want. I like it. It's fun. So when I'm out somewhere and I get a chance to check it in untapped, yeah, it gives me a little dopamine rush. Just Instagram tiny, for beer nerds. Just a tiny little bit. Like I'm the rat in the thing that hits the lever and gets a pellet. And yeah. uh, it's the same way if you follow the show on Instagram. You can follow us at music. Just look for Music to My Beers on the Gram fam. We do a little weekly feature on the Gram where we uh, we do a beer shirt Thursday. Yeah. Because one of the reasons that uh, you, Ron, and I started the show is that we wanted the inside scoop on free swag. And mm-hmm. uh, man... The beer shirts I have now outnumber the band shirts I have. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> and I look back and I think, you know what? This is a classy wardrobe you've assembled, Warren. You have 50 band shirts and uh, you've got 60 beer shirts. But we throw those up every every beer shirt Thursday. And we invite you to post along. You can yeah. also follow the show on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And uh, Zach will give you all the details about our fantastic oh, Facebook group. Our Facebook group, you want to be a part of it. We have, uh, we're have we a, a growing number, a small number, but a growing and strong number that uh, is is a Facebook group set aside from the Music to My Beers like page. So you can go and you can like us there, but you can also join this group where you share some beer knowledge or some your latest pickup or beer trade um, with all of us and then we'll you know we'll like we'll share some stuff with you if we see something's marked down at the local Meyer or liquor store then we can put it up there uh, also beer memes are welcomed I yeah. always welcome yeah. a good beer de- meme um, we also add you know what when things break like m43 and boss tweet are on store yeah. shelves you find out about it there first and or if you find something out run and tell the group because it's always it's always fun to be the guy that tells everybody else, hey, yeah. first, good times. Greenbush is coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit oh, uh, yeah. later on. We have some news coming up with that with news and notes. Yeah, so we're all over social media, and Zach does a really good job of cutting up the show and podcasting just the uh, the talking segments of it so you can get it in a little bit more digestible form on Mondays. You can look for that wherever you get free podcasts, Spotify, uh, the TuneIn app. Get our nice condensed version you of know, it. You fi- say, hey, Alexa, play Music to my beers, and she'll play the latest episode. Oh, you can also find it near the bus stop downtown. Um, yes. Wherever, wherever you're at, just know that we're around you. The Music to my beers <laughs> podcast. There's a load of shows to get to. We have to get to our pick six segment. Tons of music left. Uh, this is, uh, we're going to call this band Zach's Pick. Yeah. This is a, a band out of, I want to say it's Richmond. Um, not, yeah, in, yeah. not important, wherever. Yep, Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> <All and right. laughs> uh, from their album Indian Summer, this is Carbon Leaf, because obviously 
with fall comes all the leaves on the ground right. and uh, carbon leaf now with life less ordinary on music to my beers 1039 the bear real rock 1039 the bear it is music to my beers green day september already over bro yeah it is the fall finally. y'all yeah well eh, not finally i'm gonna miss summer it was yeah. nice but uh but fall is here we're celebrating with a fall y'all edition of music to my beers i'm warren cluck joined by zach miller and this is our Weekly spotlight on what we like to do in our off time, and sometimes our on time. That's drink great craft beer and uh, shoot the breeze about it. Yeah. And obviously, with fall brings a changing of the colors and a changing of the cellars. Yeah. And we got to... I feel like... Okay. So back when we were just trying to put everything in the cellar, now we're trying to get everything out of the cellar. You know, we're like a couple of pack rats. It's almost the opposite of what squirrels do during the summer, right? Where they pack all the nuts and they save them for winter. We do that over the summer, and there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of stuff that came from the holidays last year that we still have sitting around in the cellar, and so it's all about cleaning. What what beer are you looking for to bring it out? Um, I've got a. This is we're getting really close to uh, talk about Bourbon County here in the oh. next uh, four or five weeks. So I, I've got to get rid of all my 2014s. Everything must go. And part of the reason, you know, when this show started, and I know that we're, we kind of deal and talk with about craft beer in the microcosm of our own little community, our buddies, our friends, the people we're friends with on Facebook. So as, as far as a larger craft, uh, I guess, hobby goes, the way this show has kind of evolved over the last four or five years, when you and Ron and I started the show almost five years ago now, the emphasis was very much on chasing after the hard-to-acquire acquire, hard stouts and yeah. cellaring them. Big, big whales. But over the last half decade, they've become easier to get, and there's been more of an emphasis. Obviously, we have the whole juicy haze and IPAs mm-hmm. and fresh, 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 fresh. But uh, the the contents of my cellar and how quickly I rotate through things has also changed because I would I would just, like you said, pack rat, I would get whatever I could, barrel-aged everything, and put it downstairs because this is going to be amazing. But the <laughs> emphasis on that, my cellar activity has has dropped off dramatically over the last probably year and a half, two years, because how we consume our craft beer, especially seasonally and the things we consider saving, and also what we now think is worth saving. We used to buy, I remember you and I got our hands on each a four-pack of KBS about five years ago. Oh, and yeah. immediately ran it downstairs. Oh, got to save this, got to hang on to it. I'm one of the few. And now... You can just get it, drink it. It's not a big deal, so it's not it's not something you would consider running to the cellar. It's year round available, right? Didn't they announce that along with uh, the new version of KBS that's coming Espresso. out? Espresso. Oh, nice coffee. Yeah, and then we saw. And I don't know if you'll talk about this in news and notes, but uh, Bell's is releasing a uh, a variant flavor of their uh, vanilla black note. I think I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, and this goes back to the point we talked about last week. Man, I, some of the beer memes I'm seeing now. I don't know if this is real or not. I feel like an old person on the internet. No, it's I, like every day is. Ooh, I April fell for fools. I fell for fake news again. <laughs> I fell for that beer meme. I got excited and shared it. Well, and one of my things was always okay. So I'll have it on tap on draft somewhere. At a local craft watering hole, and then I'll I'll save a four pack in the basement. Now that's not necessarily true. I mean, I'll still go have it, and if it's on draft, I still get excited about it. But um, I'm mostly I'm mostly putting one, maybe two down in the basement. Um, and I know that now with KBS being available, which is just like mind boggling, because I remember buying it out of somebody's truck the one time. They had like made a big haul from Arkansas and we got word that it was up here in this area and oh yeah I'll take I'll take two four packs you know on uh, the resale market but it is well it is fun and to watch that uh how our tastes have changed also and the things that we consider big deals now and um and as you get more friends with the craft beer hobby you get your hands on more things 
it's just it's really funny. So when it, when it comes time to cleaning out my cellar this year, I'm not going to have a whole lot of work to do. I have to get rid of some founder stuff, but I do not have the war chest that I used to have. You know, I've got three gigantic shelves in the basement. I used to have all three filled, and now it's one and a half ish, one and three quarters. And I probably, if I went down there, could clear out everything but a shelf. And that's the stuff that I have that should be aged and and is a little bit hard to to acquire. But that's it, man. That's yeah. it. Not a lot yeah. of cleaning to do this year. Uh, there's a load of music to my beers to get to. We have to get to news and notes. I'm excited to hear this Greenbush news coming up at the end of the hour. Oh, so you better, yeah. you better wow me, Miller. I want dates. I want times. <laughs> I hope I had them. <laughs> Maybe menu items. Uh, we'll talk more about that. We have to get to the pick six. Some more music to my beers. Real Rock 1039 The Bear. Our weekly delve into our uh, our cellars of fun, and it's the pick six. Zach and I go around the horn. We each throw in a couple of beers. Uh, and I'm going to start, and I had this a uh, about a week and a half ago, had the opportunity at Hop Station Craft Bar in Mishawaka on Union Street to try the Green Jolly Rancher Indiana Weiss from Viking Artisan Ales. Oh, I saw pictures of that. It looks like uh, an incredible Hulk. If you ever remember that drink back in the day, I think it was Sprite, Hypnotic, and Remy. Ooh. Yeah, college drinks. I, I don't do that. <laughs> I was say. No. Hey, three liquors in water, two liquors in one thing. I don't do that anymore. I remember Acto Cooler. Yeah, but it would look so green, and, and that's why they called it the Incredible Hulk. But this thing poured the, the same way, and the nose was all, and I'm actually, my mouth is salivating talking about it, because Green Apple is one of those Jolly Ranchers that makes you Ooh, drool. Yeah. And it looked like a Jolly Green Rancher, or Jolly Rancher, and it, it, it smelled like one, and it absolutely tasted like a green Jolly Rancher. It was weird. Oh, man. That sounds delicious. Yeah, and, and uh, it's got a relatively low ABV. It was like a 3.2, 3.3, so it's got a nice, like, slight, not real bite to it. And another one I had this week that, that kind of really, uh, I don't want to say took me back, but I hadn't had in a while, was the uh, Centennial from Founders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just... On a whim, decided that I didn't really need a, uh, I didn't really need a twelve pack of Two Hearted, so I looked down. I thought, well, six pack of Centennial, and you forget that it's it's very much in the same vein. Obviously, the same hops as Two Hearted, which is one of our favorites, but also mm-hmm. it's just slightly different enough that it's it's a different tang on your palate. And you know, every time that this happens, it's like bowling. I remind myself, this is fun, this is nice. I should do this more often, and then I'll forget about it. <laughs> but I need to start looking more at hop profiles and chasing different different takes on the same type of hop. Because it, it's worth it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And it, it breaks me out. I should probably go try Mad Hatter as long as I'm at it. I I, uh, I really like how breweries are doing that as well. Like putting the, the hop profile on there or like just doing a single hop beer, you know, whether it's a Citra Hop or a Mosaic or a Simcoe. Um, one that I had because you have to have it. It's the end of summer. And when I was on vacation this past week. Um, up in Petoskey, Michigan, they do their own version of the New England style IPA, and it's called Juicy. And I know that you can, so juicy, so juicy, um, and clever name. Uh, but you can find that one just over the border if you go to you know the State Line Liquor Store or Crockers, and and they actually bring it down just as far as um, Indiana. But it's it's solid. It's a good um, end of the summer drinker. I mean, if you're just looking for a an easy drinking. New England style IPA, I'd definitely go for that one. And then one of my favorites, and I had not found it yet. I found it in bottles, but cans I like to get because they actually change the style of the can. It has more of like a ridge on it, so it's a, a better drinking vessel. But it's Sam Adams Oktoberfest oh, okay. in cans. Ooh. And same, I mean, obviously, same recipe that they've had for the last couple of years. But I remember being in a liquor store one time, and the guy right in front of me had a, a 24, he got... I think 
two twelve. Yeah, you got like a whole case of um, Sam Adams Oktoberfest, and he's like, "It's my favorite beer. I bought all. I buy up as much as I can." And I was like, "Wow, this is like this guy's hop slam. Hey, know? hop slam, buy buying it all up." So I took his advice, and it is just one of those good tailgating beers that you can take around, share a, a few with some friends, and it's it offers just a nice, crisp enough bite. But also a, a biscuity finish that uh, is really nice for the fall weather. Perfect. A biscuity finish. Mm, that's speaking my of, favorite thing about Amber. Speaking of biscuity finishes, we have, a, uh, we have an entire show to finish off. We still have a, a lot to go the remainder of the hour here. The music to buy beers. We're going to get to news and notes. We have some more tunes to get to. Uh, more fall music. Real Rock 103.9 The Bear. Real Rock 103.9 The Bear. This is Music to My Beers. That's right, baby. You found it. You sought it out, and you found it. Every Sunday here on this fine radio station, Zach and I break down a couple of hours of uh, just, I don't know, shooting the breeze about our favorite beers, man. You and I are big craft beer fans, and uh, it's it's always fun to take a minute and talk about this, and that way we can use our bar tabs during the week as research tax write-offs, right? Oh. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, it is our fall, y'all. We try to do a theme every week and use that to kind of uh, sort of center our, t- our our talking and our and our tunes. And this week it's fall, y'all. Obviously, the first weekend of October, the first show of October, and our drinking habits change as far as what we drink, but also our drinking habits change around this time of year versus where and how we drink now. You know, not everything is just a big, sexy Zach Miller beach party all summer long. Yeah. I mean, eventually, it has to come to a close. Where do you find yourself drinking when you're when you're having a good time in the fall as as the seasons change and people start to tend to move closer to the house and in, indoors. Well, I do like, uh, obviously, drinking around a fire, um, doing fires indoors now as opposed to outdoors, or maybe uh, an occasional outdoor fire when it's, you know, that um, low 60s, high 50s, when it's not like you're just freezing, standing in, you know, yeah. sleet and snow. Um, so I find myself there. I also find myself kind of venturing out because... The, the leaves change, trees are beautiful. Going on a quick road trip up to Michigan, like 45 minutes away, you're at you're at the uh, mothership for Greenbush. Or, you know, you can go to Bridgman and hit up Transient and some of those places. But um, I like I like drinking around people, uh, usually in the fall, and, and inviting friends over. Maybe it's watching a football game, or maybe it's going tailgating and hanging out. Or maybe it's going tailgating. One of the first times we ever hung out with Zach outside of work, we were working one of the uh, the Bears' ultimate tailgates. Oh, yeah. And Zach shows up in his green man suit from his It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. And, and, that's, and, <laughs> and drunk inside of that green suit is how we only saw you outside of work for the first couple of years we, uh, we were here. We're like, all right, Zach Miller loves to party. <laughs> so it is nice to see you actually showing yeah. your face and getting out and uh, and. and and drinking, you know, like an adult now there's or somewhat couple, adult. There's a couple of good tailgates that you can go to. Um, so where do you like to drink during the fall? Uh, I have an easier time. Uh, my garage isn't climate controlled, okay, but I like to spend a lot of time in it. So obviously in the summertime, it gets really super hot. That's not a place you want to sit back with some beer. And I like to work on motorcycle crap and listen to some music in there. That's kind of just where I decompress and, and enjoy myself. But in the fall, leading into the winter, it's the best time of year to be there because it's perfectly perfectly cool it's not too cold not too warm but i got the beer fridge out there and if i pour a drink it's not going to sweat out all of its coolness you know you pour an ipa in the garage and you're in there for five minutes and the next thing you know it's room temperature but in the fall so i can be in there and i can i can take my time with some heavier beers that are going to come up the temperature a little bit or or stay down just a tad and so i i'd like to do a lot of my i don't want to say 
I don't want to say drinking by myself, but no. but my craft beer enjoying time exactly when I'm not out with friends is spent most often in the garage engaging in healthy hobbies that I very much enjoy. Exactly. You can get stuff done as you're partaking, you yeah. know? Yeah, and uh, but I do like the, the fall-crushing bottle shares. Like, bottle shares are a lot more fun when they're outside. Mm-hmm. And when it's fall, and you can kind of just everyone pitches their empties in the middle, or you're you you know you, you're around the bonfire. That, to me, is a lot more fun outdoor drinking. Summertime and spring is all about... Spring is about drinking outside and getting things done, chores, cleaning up the yard, maybe doing some projects. Summertime, it's all about floating in a body of water. It doesn't matter where. Relax. On a boat, in a lake, on a beach. But fall's the perfect time that I can really settle down. And that's why I can pull up some of that stuff from the cellar this this, uh, fall, those bombers, that will take me a few hours to peel through, but also... It's a great beer to enjoy while I'm trying to, you know, pull a carburetor out of a bike or something. So, yeah, or post ultimate tailgate, you know, on Saturdays home yeah. games. Oh yeah, yeah, having a few crispy boys after the tailgate while you clean up is always fun. Uh, there's a load of music to my beers to get to. Zach is making me wait till the very end to hear what Greenbush news we have. Girl, I can't wait. We'll get to that. It's music to my beers, a real rock 103.9. The All beer. right, okay. Finally made it towards the uh, end of the program where I take hold of this microphone and tell you about what we have to look forward to. What's coming up? And where we'll be drinking in the uh, weeks ahead. You know, there are beer shows out there that don't even have a research department. And here we have one, and it gets taken to broadcast airwaves every week. How blessed are we on this show, uh, Zach? We're uh, uh, so very blessed, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) You've convinced me. Uh, There's no question mark behind that. Mm. Yes. Now, give Uh, give me the news. So... Greenbush announced. And it's soon. Tell me it's soon. It's so soon. In fact, they say that they have an opening date around Halloween. <gasps> so this month. And in their post, they said it would just be like a necessary pit stop. As you're going out and about on that Black Friday trying to get the, the best deal as you're down south in uh, you know the southern part of South Bend next to Erskine Plaza. That's where they're going to put this new um, it's going, second location. It's going inside the Martins. That's what it sounds like. From everything that I've read, it's like it, it's in their side door deli. Yeah, in the side door deli, there's going to be a Greenbush satellite uh, location. It'll be just like the Starbucks, but it's Greenbush with beer. This is exciting to me because I can walk there from my house. <laughs> so to have a, a new craft beer where I can get it fresh off the tap uh, location is extremely exciting. Uh, where can people find out more about this? Should they just follow Greenbush on Instagram follow and Facebook? Greenbush on Instagram, but I mean, you can also go to our uh, Facebook group. We posted it, the article there. You can search for the one that I posted, or I think somebody else. Might have shared it as well. Well, it's fun for us. We're all so excited. It's fun because we don't have to drive all the way up to uh, to Sawyer. But yeah. also, if this is successful, then it's an idea that's going to be replicated a few other locations throughout the city. Maybe with other brewing partners, maybe not. Yeah. But to be able to get Greenbush on the south side, you know, with a walk. Right. From you know, where we're fill, at. Fill your growler with a walk. That's that's pretty pretty fun, pretty special. And I've, I've always loved their uh, their beer and uh, food as well. They've, they're talking I mean, about... Um, never had to walk home from a bakery before, but I sure as hell <laughs> were going to walk home from Greenbush. <laughs> Oh, the donut and yeah. your finest porter. Yeah. Had a whole bag of pretzel rolls. Better call a cab. Um, and then something else we could look forward to is the uh, Michiana Festival of Beers. We'll have the guys from that who are um, planning it. It's coming up October 19th. It's at Four Winds Field. It's um, $55 for the early entry. So from 2 to 6, you can have the the VIP tasting. And then general admission is from uh, 3 until 6. And that's 45 bucks plus $10 um um, DD tickets, and it features uh, local craft beer 
and uh, should be a good time. Those guys always bring in. These are the same guys that used to do the Mayfest over on Cam Island. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they always they partner up with a lot of local places, so you get to try what local breweries are doing, whether it's Bare Hands or Crooked U or you know any number of um, the the Michiana beer community from Michigan and Indiana. I think. I think that's uh, what we have to look forward to. There's um, also they're coming on next week. Uh, we uh, tell them to bring some free tickets. Okay, that's, that's you know again we started the show to get yeah. free stuff out of people. So uh, okay, so October nineteenth you know, we're out. Tell we're them to slip a pair under the door and the studio <laughs> will magically open. So Dogfish Head is releasing a new beer. It's called Suddenly Comfy, and it oh. sounds like warm apple pie because it's fresh apple cider. They use some cinnamon, Madagascar vanilla beans. And it's uh, you know it's slightly sl- sweet flavors of baked apple pie, vanilla, and cinnamon, and you know flashback to more nostalgic times. So something new from them, new to try. And Zach is having trouble with some of his syllables, so that means it's time to wrap this show up. Yes. Uh, for Zach Miller, I am Warren Cluck, and we will see you back here next week, same bat time, same bat channel for music to my beers. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.